Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. And today's episode is especially special one to me. I get to host Tracy Warren of Inspar. Tracy and I have known each other for a couple of years and we kept running into each other and we knew that meant that we had to have something in common. So thank you, Tracy, for joining me. Appreciate you it. Bet. I'm so glad I'm here. Well, I, the one thing that I really admired, Tracy owns a co-working space called InSpark here in Washington State. And aside from being the owner of a co-working space, she's really involved in a lot of the different women's entrepreneurial groups that I'm also involved with. And I've just seen her show up over and over for women in the community. And so I wanted to talk to her specifically about how community can be the success in business, like how coming together as a business community can really push us forward. And then also using social media in that as a tool, especially in these times of the pandemic. So that is what my desire for having Tracy on the show was. But Tracy, I'd love for you to have a chance to tell people a little bit about who you are, your business, you know, what your background is, and then really how you serve the community now. Okay, great. Well, my name is Tracy, obviously. And for the last, I've always been an entrepreneur. And starting in 2007 or 8, 9, I don't know, whenever, (laughs) I started a social media marketing company. What I discovered was I was really, really good at creating engagement online And creating community has always been a part of who I am and what I do. And sometimes people get confused about what that means. And I think what you said just a moment ago, Raya, about showing up, that's how you create community, right? You're showing up at events. You're showing up online, not to just dump your link and ditch, but you're actually participating in conversation And then four and a half years ago, I said out loud at an event that I wanted to start a co-working space. And as soon as I said it, I was freaked out because I had no idea what that looked like or what that meant. I've never run a brick and mortar, but we launched April of 2017 and things have been going great up until March 15th anyway. Last year sometime, a coach friend of mine said, Tracy, what if InSpark is really just a side hustle for you and that you're meant to be doing something more, something different? And that's where this whole going back to my roots of social media and teaching people how to create engagement and community, that is really lighting me up right now. Especially because I know that when it comes to the co-working space, COVID is what it is and it has not been kind to co-working spaces. And I know that we'll be back. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, absolutely. And it probably look a little bit differently too. But yeah, I've seen that. I had a a meeting with a gal who owns another co-working space and they're still open. But, you know, she said, of course, the, you know, enrollment is way down and it just doesn't have the same comfy feel to it. Mm -hmm. because of all the precautions that they have to take. And so it's been a challenge for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the number of co-working spaces in the Seattle area that have closed is, if I think about it, it's very heartbreaking to me. Because 
Yeah. Yeah. These long lasting co-working spaces that have been around forever and ever have had to close. Well, and that's really how I built my business was on the back of co-working spaces. I mean, I like literally, I mean, because I'm here kind of, if you're not familiar with the Seattle um, area, I'm kind of on the South end of things. And then there's like an East side and Tracy's sort of on the North side um, of the Western coast of um, Washington state. And so I would go to one called the Riveter a lot. And I would say like, hey, just like meet me at the Riveter. And I would pick whichever location was more convenient for the person. And so because there was multi-locations of this specific co-working space. And, and then we would have coffee and there'd be chocolate there, be comfy spaces there. And it was like a very, it was a very inviting environment. It was like somebody's living room but it felt very professional. And there were also conference room spaces. If you needed to have a meeting, there was like audio and video visual. If you needed to have that available, I feel it as a huge loss Yeah, um, because as a business person, you just don't get the same feeling online with video conferencing is just, you know, I mean, the bottom line is like, we have to move forward. You know, we have to, and I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that somebody out there can innovate in a way that will help us recreate these types of experiences, you know, in the environment that we're in now. Absolutely. Let's chat about your social media engagement because you opened or you had, you had already had a group open and I discovered we're in a couple of Facebook groups together already. And I discovered one that you had, that you're the admin for and you had opened. That's like a networking group. And I was just like, hmm, I kind of like Tracy, what's going on over here? And it was like sort of an ask and offer kind of day. And I was like, I want to get back into networking. Like who wants to book a call? And legitimately like eight people were like, I'm in, you know, like I'm, I'm, I need to people a little bit. I'm in, I'm in. And I got to meet some of the coolest people just because I put this little post up that was like, I haven't networked in a while and I really am missing people. And I love that you've created the space where people are into that and that they are. That happened in my group. That happened in your group. That's amazing. Yes. But that's a testament to what the environment that you're creating in your group was, it was just like, it was like the very first week that I signed up in your group. I just said, like, I, I missed networking. Like who wants to have a call? I'm going to drop my social link. And then people just booked on my calendar. It was so great. That's fantastic. I think one of the things for me, that's really, I love making connections and that sounds like an opportunity where you made connections. I don't always have to be the the person who says, Raya, you need to meet this person. But the fact that you were in my group and able to connect with other people, like that stuff lights me up every day. When people say, oh yeah, I met that person because of you. And I don't even remember making the introduction. Like those are the best because I believe we're better together for sure. I love that. That's when I don't know what I want to ask for. If somebody says like, how can I help you? And if I'm like struggling for what I want to ask for, sometimes I'll say, I want to meet a connector. Like connect me to a connector. Like who do you know that's like the human Rolodex? You know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah. 
that because that used to be me pre-COVID, pre-2019. I kind of lo- like lost my way 2019 as I was trying to figure out my business. I felt that way, but I wasn't that way anymore. And so now I want to get back to that because it, you're right. It brings so much joy. Like just this morning, for example, I, I just had somebody on my show. Her name is Christy Norman. She'll, her episode will air soon. And she is, I'm going to say it so wrong and she's probably going to laugh at me, but she's a sommelier, sommelier. Mm-hmm. She's a wine specialist. And she's like one of the youngest. She was on Forbes, 40 under 40 trailblazers for food and beverage. And and then somebody that I know is trying to get into Gallo and like get, you know, so then I was like, oh, and somebody mentioned like, don't you know these two people? And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) yes, I do. Hold on. I mean, I don't know if it will result in anything, but I immediately like shot up, shot on my messenger. And I was like, oh my God, do you know anyone at Gallo? Like, and they, these two people actually know each other, but they didn't know that one needed to get into Gallo and the other one is a wine, you know, so who knows, like I said, if it will result in anything at all. But just the fact that I knew somebody that could maybe know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, you know, that's so exciting. It's like this little like six degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon type thing, you know? Well, and that's one of the premises of what I'm working on right now is the idea that what if you already knew everyone you needed to know to be successful in your business? Oh, 100%. So many entrepreneurs, especially, and I would maybe lean toward women, they're just out like, I need to meet one more person. I need to meet like, I'm maybe at this event, I'll meet exactly the right person or this event or this event. And so at the end of the day, yeah, they have a stack of business cards on their desk, but they're not following up. They didn't meet the right person. And when you have, when you can focus on the the relationships you already have, those are people you could say, Hey, I need your help. Do you know someone who X, Y, Z, right? It doesn't matter. But when you build those relationships, you don't need to know everyone because of those six degrees of separation. And they've actually done studies about that. It's way less than six, right? Right. Like I'm less than three degrees away from, you know, Sheryl Sandberg. Do I need to meet Sheryl Sandberg? No, but it's curious to me to know like, hey, how am I connected to her or or anyone else for that matter, right? Like that's why LinkedIn is such a great tool that I don't think, I think it's underutilized because it's oh, a way for, for sure. me to go, hey, you need to meet somebody at Gallo? Great, let me go look at LinkedIn and see if I'm connected to anyone because I don't know until I look. Yeah, absolutely. And that is something that I did have a LinkedIn specialist on on the podcast but it's like for me it's like the uncharted territory it's one that I am really fascinated with because I have to sort of undo what I've done before on LinkedIn because I did mm-hmm. what I did with Facebook where I just kind of accepted everybody and now I'm in a Facebook purge mode yes um, me too. like I'm really excited because I got my Facebook friends under a thousand I'm super stoked about that See, um, isn't that amazing Yes. I'm still way over that, but I have removed like a thousand in the last, in the last eight or nine months. I have removed so many, 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 many people and I'm not done yet, but I feel like 
I don't know how exactly to go about that in LinkedIn because I don't mm. want to remove connections, but I also want it to be used meaningfully. And so my next step, I think, is that I'm going to go through and try to like actually connect with everyone that I'm connected to on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and say, hey, I am, you know, like this is my project LinkedIn trying to see, is this beneficial for us to be connected? Like, is there anything that I can do that would be helpful for you? Or, you know what I mean? Like find a way to politely say like, is it beneficial for us to be connected or would you like to not be connected? You know what I mean? I don't know exactly how to go about that, but. What's great is sometimes people show themselves. So like I had someone connect to me and I don't go to LinkedIn as often as I should, but or as often as I could. How about that? Don't shoot on yourself. And there was a gal who had sent me a message mid-September and said, thank you so much for connecting with me. I would love to talk to you about blah, blah, blah. And I didn't respond to her message. Well, since then, she had sent me four more messages. Oh my God. And I'm like, unconnect. Yeah. I like, I don't even, but I love what you just said. Like, is there anything that how can I support you? I was trying a while back to go on my LinkedIn and say, I would love to catch up and see how you're doing. And that got very overwhelming very quickly. Yeah. Because then it was, yeah, let's connect for coffee. And it was like, okay, wait, wait, I don't have time to talk to all these people. Yeah. But there is a way to, to just check in and say, hey, things are tough. How can I support you? You know, what is a challenge? Who do you need to know? I mean, all of those things are ways that it's all community building, right? You're like, you're not being like, hey, we should do business. You want to learn more about my business? Well, and I teach that too with client engagement consulting. I teach that to my clients about their interactions with their clients, that they should stop searching for the new clients and look back at their database. Like literally everything you need is right there. You know what I mean? Like it's all right. Pull freaking files and call Tom and ask him how Sally's doing. You know what I mean? Like, or, you know, all those types of things where it just ask how they're doing. Like say, how can I help you? Is there anything, you know, like it's been, oh my God, it's been five years. What's been new since the last time we talked, you know what I mean? Like just make it sincere And I think that we, you know, like maybe blow off the dust of your CRM a little bit and um, stretch your legs and and get going. Like that's how I feel about it. And social, especially in this time period, is like the very best way to do that. Well, and a lot of people just assume, well, I posted it on social media, so everyone must know. And that's just not the way social media works. No, we don't even see half the stuff that we post or that people post. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to talk more about, let's talk about intentionality in business community. And, Hmm. and like, for you, what does that mean? Like, how have you, like, when you have like structured your activities and your priorities and the things that you've done Tell me a little bit about the intentionality of the way that you, who you participate with and mm-hmm. how you show up to create community in business. I love that word intentionality. And one of the ways that it's really showed up for me is 
focusing on champions and advocates. When I think about social media, it is impossible to listen to everyone. And so asking myself some questions, and I encourage other people to do this too, like who are people who already love your business? Who are those people who folks hire before and after you? So who are those champions and advocates? And then I just have a nurture plan for them, whether that's sending them a card or a gift in the mail or sending them an article that I found or a funny video. It can show up in all sorts of different ways, but it's that making deposits in other people's emotional piggy bank so that then when I do have an ask or a need or, hey, can you help me spread the word? Then I have people who I've already invested in. So I have this connection. I'm just going to call her a connection, not a friend. She would she would mark interested on all of my events and she never showed up to my events. Now, she looked at this as she was supporting my events, which she was not. And so then later she was like, well, I've marked interested. So now can you help me with something? And I'm like, that's not how any of this works, right? Like, no, yeah, it's not how any of this works. Ask me for help. Sure. But don't like, I've helped you. So now it's your turn to help me. That's not what community is about. That's at all. Gross. Actually, it was actually, it was really gross. I was actually kind of flabbergasted by the whole thought. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that the key really is there's no reciprocity. I mean, there ends up being reciprocity, right? But like, yeah, you give with no intention of reciprocity ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Because it, because we, you are right in saying that we already know all the people that we need to be successful. And I have seen some of the most mind blowing shit this year that has made me like go, this is crazy that, people that I know can make these things happen. And, and I'm meeting people and, you know, and just even like conversations and even this podcast, like this podcast was a little baby project that I thought no one would listen to. And I thought I was going to have to do all the episodes by myself. And I, I, I like twisted a couple people's arms and I've gotten to speak to some of the most like phenomenal women and gentlemen on this podcast and it's become this platform where I can say like, hey, there are entrepreneurs out there who really do want to do things different. They want to inject heart into business. They want to do it with more intentionality. I think one of the things that that COVID has taught me is that the government knows nothing of entrepreneurship, right? So they offer these, programs like the PPP and stuff. And what we saw was that their definition of quote unquote, small business is 50 million or less. Now to most entrepreneurs, like 50 million isn't even a goal, right? Like that to me becomes, I become a big company. And so that has created some angst in me that to know that the federal government has no idea about entrepreneurship. 
And it's also created resolve in me that we must support one another, right? Absolutely. Amazon is going to be fine. Michael's is going to be fine. Let me, like, where are the small businesses that I can inject some of my spending? And it doesn't have to be, I posted the other day about like, skip Amazon Prime Day, buy local. And I had a couple of friends get really bent out of shape. And I'm like, look, I'm not saying never buy from Amazon. I'm saying take your 20 bucks and go to this local mom and pop shop because they're not going to make it otherwise, right? Already like one in five small businesses has closed in the last seven months. And when we can support one another, we have the power to change our, I mean, we have the power to change our own economies and the economies of the people around us. Yes, we do. Well, and I think that there's, there's some power in celebrating too. Like, let's celebrate the businesses that are still open by continuing to support them. You know what I mean? Like, we, for, for, for being still here, you know, like, it's, it's almost like in honor of those who haven't been able to stay open and to continue the process for those who are still here. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's really rallying around as a community. My husband has joked with me, like, are you trying to save every woman-owned small business in Snohomish County? Yes. What is, what's wrong with that? (laughs) I'm I'm spending $20 here and $20 there. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a ton of money, but it's letting them know there are people out there who care whether they make it or not. And I think that that's really important. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. The other reason why, well, there's so many reasons. I mean, I could just sit and talk to you like all day because... Uh, We could definitely do that. Right. But there is another really important reason that I wanted to have you on the show. If you were comfortable, which you said you were, is that I have watched you do something so amazing in the last month since the beginning of the year. And that is one, I have watched you pivot your business very successfully, at least the outside eye, you know, you know, in in terms of your brand has not suffered in any way, shape or form, you know, everyone Mm. feels and understands and really gets the essence of what InSpark is Mm -hmm. like that. And so whatever the bottom line is financially, like just know that your brand has maintained its, its, uh, strength with the community Mm. And that has been formidable. I think that's just amazing. But I've also watched you be very bold and brave in fighting cancer and doing that through being very honest about your battle on social media. And what I have loved about this dialogue that you've had is how real you are with like not sugarcoating it and not being like, oh my God. I'm going to be totally fine. Everything is awesome. I'm a champion. You're like, yeah, today fucking blows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then you, but the next day you're like, but you know what? I'm here. I'm here. And I made this connection today and I did this thing today and my life had impact today. And you know what I mean? And then the next day you're like, okay, but you know what? Today I get to be in a bad mood again. (laughs) 
I just love the realness of it because cancer or no cancer, we all have those kinds of days. Right. You just were able to be real through a very, very challenging situation that was compounded by the Mm -hmm. fact that your business was being enormously impacted by this pandemic. And so being able to see you show up and really, and you guys, I, I cannot stress enough how much Tracy does for the community. Like this is a woman who really, really goes out of her way to support female entrepreneurs in the community. So when I say that you show up, I mean, you show up. Mm. And so when you're physically, you know, having struggles and your business is being impacted and you're still able to show up in that way, I am humbled. And I am really, Mm. really just blessed to call you a friend. I hope we get to call each other friends. Yes. And, and I'm, and I really am in, Inspired because it's what I would like to think about myself if I was in that situation that I would be able to handle it with such grace in that mm-hmm. way. And so I'll let you speak a little bit about, you know, what you, how you've kind of mentally worked your way through that. But I just wanted you to know that like from the outside, that is how it has appeared. Mm-hmm. It has appeared that you are a woman who is tackling this disease with as much grace as you can and spunk and sass. (laughs) And you are a woman whose business has been greatly impacted by a pandemic in the middle of battling one of the gnarliest diseases that exists on this planet. Mm -hmm. And you are a woman who is still, despite all these things, exceptionally passionate about pushing forward for community in business. And that just really like gets me right in the feelers. So well, I'll let you like you've been talking that, and I'm over here like totally <laughs> crying. So just a little bit of background. So I went in for a normal mammogram in November and was diagnosed with breast cancer. What I've said all along is that I don't have breast cancer. There is cancer living in me and it is not a welcome guest. And it was never about F cancer or cancer sucks because I feel like those things are very negative energy and I did not want to give the cancer that power over me. And then, so that happened. I started treatment in December and then March, COVID happened. But in all of it, one, I was like, this is temporary. And when I'm through all of this and I live to be 80, 90 however old I live to be, cancer is going to be a blip, a sucky blip. Yes. Right. Like there was definitely some yucky stuff that happened and there have been so many gifts that have come from it. I feel like the same thing has happened with COVID, not just for me, but for a lot of people, there have been a lot of gifts in COVID. And one of the things that I learned through cancer and COVID is that my co-working space doesn't need me 50 hours a week to run, right? It runs on its own. Right. For the most part, right? Like the idea that co-working space is a community. So that means Friday when I decided to work from home and someone comes in for a tour and I wasn't here, someone else was here who said, I'm not the owner, but I can give you a tour. 
And yeah, like there's just been, I think it's very, very easy to focus on the negative and the frustrating and blaming the politicians for everything. And, you know, maybe there is some blame for them and ultimately have no control over them. I can control myself, right? And one thing I haven't really shared a whole lot is that I was just awarded a grant from the city of Linwood for $10,000. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. And it's funny because the landlord of my co-working space came in and I said, guess what? I have good news. I said, I got a grant for $10,000. Actually, that means you get $10,000 because I'm behind in my, I mean, I'm obviously behind in my rent and I have a landlord who 100% believes in me and believes in co-working and believes that when we get to the other side of this, I put that in air quotes because whatever this is, that a lot of these companies, people aren't going to go back to the office and they're going to want to get out of the house. So one of the things I've been sharing recently is, yeah, being at home in the summer when there's 16 hours of sunlight a day is great. But in two weeks, we're going to set our clocks forward and we're going to have light eight hours a day. Yeah, I'm already feeling it. (laughs) Those four walls are going to feel like they're closing in. And co-working is definitely a way to you know, get out. I I posted the other day because I had an aha. I'm like, look, if you're one of those people who wants to work at a coffee shop, great. You're probably not our people because the people who work here want to be around other people and maybe get to know them and maybe celebrate their wins with them. We have this ridiculous little rug. It's this rainbow flower thing that I found on Etsy or something. And it's, it's our happy dance rug, right? So the idea when we get a new client or something really good happens, we can go stand on the happy dance rug so everybody can, so we can cheer for one another, right? That's like awesome. That's something that's missing sometimes in entrepreneurship is yes. when we're working by ourselves that we don't always get to celebrate. And one of the things I wish that women would remove from their vocabulary is I don't mean to brag, but like, no, just share your wins. You're good enough now. Yeah. I had a coach tell me, she's like, Tracy, you don't celebrate your wins because you don't think you're good enough. So you think you just need to keep, oh, you said you have a win, but you need to move on to the next thing so you can have another win. And that hit me so hard. And it's so true. If I'm not going to celebrate my wins, it's not like the rest of the world is going to celebrate them for me. Right, exactly. No, we have to. We have to. And you're right when we say, I don't mean to brag, but, you know, like, just brag. Just brag. Just be braggadocious, you know? like (laughs) I mean, like, it's okay. And that's, you know, I uh, think that it's been one of the things that's a muscle that we have to stretch you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe something that we have to learn, but maybe that's, you know, maybe that's something for the the group where we have a braggadocious post, like, you know what I mean? Like we do have brags and things, but we're like, no, you have to really, really brag. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't think, I mean, if you think about, or if I think about my grandmother, right? 
no, no, there was no bragging. It was all like, no, we don't do things like that. Like we keep to ourselves. And that's what I think is so amazing about young people right now. They give zero Fs about anything, a lot of them. And they're just free to brag and free to speak their mind. And it's so inspiring. When I meet younger people, 20-somethings, my daughter's 20, and they're just, they are who they are, take it or leave it. It took me a long, long, long time to get to... I am who I am. Take me or leave me. Yep, absolutely. I want to shorten that for young people who don't feel that way, who are afraid. Like, no, authenticity is so engaging, inspiring. There's a word I'm missing. Like authenticity pulls people in. Yeah, when I I speak and I talk about the difference between authenticity, there's a word, another word I'm missing and verbal vomit. Like, yes. You can be authentic without being like gross. Right, exactly. Like, like rein it in. It's okay. Yeah, the financial planner who complains about being broke. Okay, yeah. that is verbal vomit and yes. it's not going to attract anyone to you. No, no. <laughs> well, Tracy, before we end, there's always two questions that I like to ask. And the first is, You know, when we talked about, you know, business community and sparking engagement and really pivoting and maintaining grace during this period of time that we're in, what if we were to walk away from this episode with one thing, what would you want that one thing to be? The one thing. I want people to know that this business stuff can be really easy if we just focus and concentrate on building relationships with a small group of people instead of trying to get to know every single person we know. A hundred percent spot on, spot on. And Tracy does not have to be related to the topic, but I always am fascinated when I get the answers to this question. And that is, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? And it could be by a loved one, by something you read in a book, you know, any person or thing or, you know, that you've come across that has really impacted your life and given you um, inspiration? There's so many things, but I feel like the whole idea of being you unapologetically, you just have to be, I tried it the other way and it doesn't work. I tried to be what other people said I should be. And it's so much easier to just be yourself. Yeah. It's so you don't have to remember boring. anything, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It has been truly, truly a pleasure of mine. And I have been wanting to have you on for so long. So I'm so grateful that you were able to join us. We are going to be connecting all of your social media links, all of your goodies in the show notes. So people, please do connect with Tracy on Facebook, on LinkedIn. She's sincere when she says that she likes to build communities. You know, she's definitely a a good connector, a good person to have in your pocket. So thank you again, Tracy, for coming. You bet. I'm so glad that we got to connect. 
And thank you to the audience for joining us. This has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. And I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I look forward to joining you next time.